Section 9 of the Aeneid of Virgil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Aeneid of Virgil. Translated by John Dryden. Book 5, Part 1. Meantime, the Trojan cuts his watery way fixed on his voyage through the curling sea then casting back his eyes with dire amaze sees on the punic shore the mounting blaze the cause unknown yet his presaging mind the fate of dido from the fire divined he knew the stormy souls of womankind what secret springs their eager passions move how capable of death for injured love dire auguries from hence the trojans draw till neither fires nor shining shores they saw now seas and skies their prospect only bound an empty space above a floating field around but soon the heavens with shadows were o'erspread a swelling cloud hung hovering o'er their head livid it looked the threatening of a storm then night and horror ocean's face deform the pilot palinurus cried aloud what gusts of weather from that gathering cloud my thoughts presage ere yet the tempest roars stand to your tackle mates and stretch your oars contract your swelling sails and luff to the wind the frighted crew performed the task assigned then to his fearless chief not heaven said he though jove himself should promise italy can stem the torrent of this raging sea mark how the shifting winds from west arise and what collected night involves the skies nor can our shaken vessels live at sea much less against the tempest force their way tis fate diverts our course and fate we must obey not far from hence, if I observed aright, The southing of the stars and polar light, Sicilia lies, whose hospitable shores In safety we may reach with struggling oars. Aeneas then replied, Too sure I find we strive in vain Against the seas and wind. Now shift your sails. What place can please me more Than what you promise, the Sicilian shore? whose hallowed earth Anchises' bones contains, and where a prince of Trojan lineage reigns. The course resolved, before the western wind, they scud amain, and make the port assigned. Meantime Acestes from a lofty stand beheld the fleet descending on the land, and, not unmindful of his ancient race, down from the cliff he ran with eager pace, and held the hero in a strict embrace, of a rough Libyan bear the spoils he wore, And either hand a pointed javelin bore. His mother was a dame of Dardan blood, His sire Crinesus, a Sicilian flood. He welcomes his returning friends ashore, With plenteous country, cates, and homely store. Now, when the following morn had chased away The flying stars, and light restored the day, Aeneas called the Trojan troops around, and thus bespoke them from a rising ground. Offspring of heaven, divine Dardanian race, 
the sun revolving through the ethereal space the shining circle of the year has filled since first this isle my father's ashes held and now the rising day renews the year a day forever sad forever dear this would i celebrate with annual games with gifts on altars piled and holy flames though banished to gaetulia's barren sands caught on the grecian seas or hostile lands but since this happy storm our fleet has driven not as i deem without the will of heaven upon these friendly shores and flowery plains which hide anchises and his blessed remains let us with joy perform his honours due and pray for prosperous winds our voyage to renew pray that in towns and temples of our own the name of great Anchises may be known, and yearly games may spread the gods' renown. Our sports Acestes of the Trojan race, with royal gifts ordained, is pleased to grace. Two steers on every ship the king bestows, his gods and ours shall share your equal vows. Besides, if nine days hence the rosy morn shall with unclouded light the skies adorn, that day with solemn sports i mean to grace light galleys on the seas shall run a watery race some shall in swiftness for the goal contend and others try the twanging bow to bend the strong with iron gauntlets armed shall stand opposed in combat on the yellow sand let all be present at the games prepared and joyful victors wait the just reward but now assist the rites with garlands crowned he said and first his brows with myrtle bound then helimus by his example led and old acestes each adorned his head thus young ascanius with a sprightly grace his temples tied and all the trojan race aeneas then advanced amidst the train by thousands followed through the flowery plain to great anchises tomb which when he found he poured to bacchus on the hallowed ground two bowls of sparkling wine of milk two more and two from offered bowls of purple gore with roses then the sepulchre he strode and thus his father's ghost bespoke aloud hail o ye holy manes hail again paternal ashes now reviewed in vain the gods permitted not that you with me should reach the promised shores of italy or tiber's flood what flood soe'er it be scarce had he finished when with speckled pride a serpent from the tomb began to glide his hugey bulk on seven high volumes rolled blue was his breadth of back but streaked with scaly gold thus riding on his curls he seemed to pass a rolling fire along and singe the grass more various colours through his body run than iris when her bow imbibes the sun betwixt the rising altars and around the sacred monster shot along the ground with harmless play amidst the bowls he passed and with his lolling tongue assayed the taste thus fed with holy food the wondrous guest within the hollow tomb retired to rest the pious prince surprised at what he viewed the funeral honours with more zeal renewed doubtful if this place's genius were or guardian of his father's sepulchre five sheep according to the rites he slew 
as many swine and steers of sable hue new generous wine he from the goblets poured and called his father's ghost from hell restored the glad attendants in long order come offering their gifts at great anchises tomb some add more oxen some divide the spoil some place the chargers on the grassy soil some blow the fires and offered entrails broil now came the day desired the skies were bright with rosy lustre of the rising light the bordering people roused by sounding fame of trojan feasts and great acestes name the crowded shore with acclamations fill part to behold and part to prove their skill and first the gifts in public view they place green laurel wreaths and palm the victor's grace within the circle arms and tripods lie ingots of gold and silver heaped on high and vests embroidered of the tyrian dye the trumpets clangor then the feast proclaims and all prepare for their appointed games four galleys first which equal rowers bear advancing in the watery lists appear the speedy dolphin that outstrips the wind bore menestheus author of the memian kind gaius the vast chimera's bulk commands which rising like a towering city stands three trojans tug at every laboring oar three banks in three degrees the sailors bore beneath their sturdy strokes the billows roar sergesthus who began the sergian race in the great centaur took the leading place cloanthus on the sea-green scylla stood from whom cluentius draws his trojan blood far in the sea against the foaming shore there stands a rock the raging billows roar above his head in storms but when tis clear uncurl their ridgy backs and at his foot appear in peace below the gentle waters run the cormorants above lie basking in the sun on this the hero fixed an oak in sight the mark to guide the mariners aright to bear with this the seamen stretch their oars then round the rock they steer and seek the former shores the lots decide their place above the rest each leader shining in his tyrian vest the common crew with wreaths of poplar boughs their temples crown and shade their sweaty brows besmeared with oil their naked shoulders shine all take their seats and wait the sounding sign they grip their oars and every panting breast is raised by turns with hope by turns with fear depressed the clangor of the trumpet gives the sign at once they start advancing in a line with shouts the sailors rend the starry skies lashed with their oars the smoky billows rise sparkles the briny main and the vexed ocean fries exact in time with equal strokes they row at once the brushing oars and brazen prow dash up the sandy waves and ope the depths below not fiery coursers in a chariot race invade the field with half so swift a pace not the fierce driver with more fury lends the sounding lash and ere the stroke descends low to the wheels his pliant body bends the partial crowd their hopes and fears divide and aid with eager shouts the favoured side 
cries murmurs clamors with a mixing sound from woods to woods from hills to hills rebound amidst the loud applauses of the shore gaius outstripped the rest and sprung before cloanthus better manned pursued him fast but his o'ermasted galley checked his haste the centaur and the dolphin brush the brine with equal oars advancing in a line and now the mighty centaur seems to lead and now the speedy dolphin gets ahead now board to board the rival vessels row the billows lave the skies and ocean groans below they reached the mark proud gaius and his train in triumph rode the victors of the main but steering round he charged his pilot stand more close to shore and skim along the sand let others bear to sea menetus heard but secret shelves too cautiously he feared and fearing sought the deep and still aloof he steered with louder cries the captain called again bear to the rocky shore and shun the main he spoke and speaking at his stern he saw the bold cloanthus near the shelvings draw betwixt the mark and him the scylla stood and in a closer compass ploughed the flood he passed the mark and wheeling got before gaius blasphemed the gods devoutly swore cried out for anger and his hair he tore mindless of others lives so high was grown his rising rage and careless of his own the trembling dotard to the deck he drew then hoisted up and overboard he threw this done he seized the helm his fellows cheered turned short upon the shelves and madly steered hardly his head the plunging pilot rears clogged with his clothes and cumbered with his years now dropping wet he climbs the cliff with pain the crowd that saw him fall and float again shout from the distant shore and loudly laughed to see his heaving breast disgorge the briny draught the following centaur and the dolphin's crew their vanished hopes of victory renew while gaius lags they kindle in the race to reach the mark sergesthus takes the place menestheus pursues and while around they wind comes up not half his galley's length behind then on the deck amidst his mates appeared and thus their trooping courage he cheered my friends and hector's followers heretofore exert your vigour tug the labouring oar stretch to your strokes my still unconquered crew whom from the flaming walls of troy i drew in this our common interest let me find that strength of hand that courage of the mind as when you stemmed the strong malayan flood and o'er the Syrtes broken billows rode i seek not now the foremost palm to gain though yet but ah that haughty wish is vain let those enjoy it whom the gods ordain but to be last the lags of all the race redeem yourselves and me from that disgrace now one and all they tug amain they row at the full stretch and shake the brazen prow the sea beneath them sinks their labouring sides are swelled and sweat runs guttering down in tides chance aids their daring with unhoped success sergesthus eager with his beak to press betwixt the rival galley and the rock shuts up the unwieldy centaur in the lock the vessel struck 
and with a dreadful shock her oars she shivered and her head she broke the trembling rowers from their banks arise and anxious for themselves renounce the prize with iron poles they heave her off the shores and gather from the sea their floating oars the crew of menestheus with elated minds urge their success and call the willing winds then ply their oars and cut their liquid way in larger compass on the roomy sea as when the dove her rocky hold forsakes roused in affright her sounding wings she shakes the cavern rings with clattering out she flies and leaves her callow care and cleaves the skies at first she flutters but at length she springs to smoother flight and shoots upon her wings so menestheus in the dolphin cuts the sea and flying with a force that force assists his way sergesthus in the centaur soon he passed wedged in the rocky shoals and sticking fast in vain the victor he with cries implores and practices to row with shattered oars then menestheus bears with gaius and outflies the ship without a pilot yields the prize unvanquished scylla now alone remains her he pursues and all his vigor strains shouts from the favoring multitude arise applauding echo to the shouts replies shouts wishes and applause run rattling through the skies these clamors with disdain the scylla heard much grudged the praise but more the robbed reward resolved to hold their own they mend their pace all obstinate to die or gain the race raised with success the dolphin swiftly ran for they can conquer who believe they can both urge their oars and fortune both supplies and both perhaps had shared an equal prize when to the seas cloanthus holds his hands and succor from the watery powers demands gods of the liquid realms on which i row if given by you the laurel bind my brow assist to make me guilty of my vow a snow-white bull shall on your shore be slain his offered entrails cast into the main and ruddy wine from golden goblets thrown your grateful gift and my return shall own the choir of nymphs and forcus from below with virgin panopea heard his vow and old portunus with his breadth of hand pushed on and sped the galley to the land swift as a shaft or winged wind she flies and darting to the port obtains the prize the herald summons all and then proclaims cloanthus conqueror of the naval games the prince with laurel crowns the victor's head and three fat steers are to his vessel led the ship's reward with generous wine beside and sums of silver which the crew divide the leaders are distinguished from the rest the victor honored with a nobler vest where gold and purple strive an equal rose and needlework its happy cost bestows there ganymede is wrought with living art chasing through ida's groves the trembling heart breathless he seems yet eager to pursue when from aloft descends in open view the bird of jove and sousing on his prey with crooked talons bears the boy away in vain with lifted hands and gazing eyes his guards behold him soaring through the skies and dogs pursue his flight 
with imitated cries menestheus the second victor was declared and summoned there the second prize he shared a coat of mail brave demelios bore more brave aeneas from his shoulders tore in single combat on the trojan shore this was ordained for menestheus to possess in war for his defence for ornament and peace rich was the gift and glorious to behold but yet so ponderous with its plates of gold that scarce two servants could the weight sustain yet loaded thus demolius o'er the plain pursued and lightly seized the trojan train the third succeeding to the last reward two goodly bowls of massy silver shared with figures prominent and richly wrought and two brass cauldrons from dodona brought thus all rewarded by the heroes hands their conquering temples bound with purple bands and now sergesthus clearing from the rock brought back his galley shattered with the shock forlorn she looked without an aiding oar and houted by the vulgar made to shore as when a snake surprised upon the road is crushed athwart her body by the load of heavy wheels or with a mortal wound her belly bruised and trodden to the ground in vain with loosened curls she crawls along yet fierce above she brandishes her tongue glares with her eyes and bristles with her scales but grovelling in the dust her parts unsound she trails so slowly to the port the centaur tends but what she wants in oars with sails amends yet for his galley saved the grateful prince is pleased the unhappy chief to recompense foloe the cretan slave rewards his care beauteous herself with lovely twins as fair from thence his way the trojan hero bent into the neighbouring plain with mountains pent whose sides were shaded with surrounding wood full in the midst of this fair valley stood a native theatre which rising slow by just degrees o'erlooked the ground below high on a sylvan throne the leader sat a numerous train attend in solemn state here those that in the rapid course delight desire of honour and the prize invite the rival runners without order stand the trojans mixed with the sicilian band first nisus with euryalus appears euryalus a boy of blooming years with sprightly grace and equal beauty crowned nisus for friendship to the youth renowned diores next of priam's royal race then salius joined with patron took their place but patron in arcadia had his birth and salius his from arcananian earth then two sicilian youths the names of these swift helimus and lovely panopes both jolly huntsmen both in forest bred and owning old acestes for their head with several others of ignobler name whom time has not delivered o'er to fame to these the hero thus his thoughts explained in words which general approbation gained one common largesse is for all designed the vanquished and the victor shall be joined two darts of polished steel and gnosian wood a silver-studded axe alike bestowed the foremost three have olive wreaths decreed the first of these obtains a stately steed adorned with trappings and the next in fame the quiver of an amazonian dame 
with feathered thracian arrows well supplied a golden belt shall gird his manly side which with a sparkling diamond shall be tied the third this grecian helmet shall content he said to their appointed base they went with beating hearts the expected sign receive and starting all at once the barrier leave spread out as on the winged winds they flew and seized the distant goal with greedy view shot from the crowd swift nisus all o'erpassed nor storms nor thunder equal half his haste the next but though the next yet far disjoined came salius and euryalus behind then helimus whom young diores plied step after step and almost side by side his shoulders pressing and in longer space had won or left at least a dubious race now spent the goal they almost reach at last when eager nisus hapless in his haste slipped first and slipping fell upon the plain soaked with the blood of oxen newly slain the careless victor had not marked his way but treading where the treacherous puddle lay his heels flew up and on the grassy floor he fell besmeared with filth and holy gore not mindless then euryalus of thee nor of the sacred bonds of amity he strove the immediate rival's hope to cross and caught the foot of salius as he rose so salius lay extended on the plain euryalus springs out the prize to gain and leaves the crowd applauding peals attend the victor to the goal who vanquished by his friend next helimus and then diores came by two misfortunes made the third in fame but salius enters and exclaiming loud for justice deafens and disturbs the crowd urges his cause may in the court be heard and pleads the prize is wrongfully conferred but favour for euryalus appears his blooming beauty with his tender tears had bribed the judges for the promised prize besides diores fills the court with cries who vainly reaches at the last reward if the first palm on salius be conferred then thus the prince let no disputes arise where fortune placed it i award the prize but fortune's errors give me leave to mend at least to pity my deserving friend he said and from the spoils he draws ponderous with shaggy mane and golden paws a lion's hide to salius this he gives nisus with envy sees the gift and grieves if such rewards to vanquished men are due he said and falling is to rise by you what prize may nisus from your bounty claim who merited the first rewards and fame in falling both an equal fortune tried would fortune for my fall so well provide with this he pointed to his face and showed his hand and all his habit smeared with blood the indulgent father of the people smiled and caused to be produced an ample shield of wondrous art by didymion wrought long since from neptune's bars in triumph brought this given to nisus he divides the rest and equal justice in his gifts expressed the race thus ended and rewards bestowed once more the prince bespeaks the attentive crowd if there be here whose dauntless courage dare in gauntlet fight with limbs and body bare his opposite sustain in open view stand forth the champion and the games renew two prizes i propose and thus divide a bull with gilded horns and fillets tied shall be the portion of the conquering chief 
a sword and helm shall cheer the loser's grief then haughty dares in the lists appears stalking he strides his head erected bears his nervous arms the weighty gauntlet wield and loud applauses echo through the field dares alone in combat used to stand the match of mighty paris hand to hand the same at hector's funerals undertook gigantic butes of the amician stock and by the stroke of his resistless hand stretched the vast bulk upon the yellow sand such dares was and such he strode along and drew the wonder of the gazing throng his brawny back and ample breast he shows his lifted arms around his head he throws and deals in whistling air his empty blows his matches sought but through the trembling band not one dares answer to the proud demand presuming of his force with sparkling eyes already he devours the promised prize he claims the bull with all his insolence and having seized his horns accosts the prince if none my matchless valor dares oppose how long shall dares wait his dastard foes permit me chief permit without delay to lead this uncontended gift away the crowd assents and with redoubled cries for the proud challenger demands the prize acestes fired with just disdain to see the palm usurped without a victory reproached entellus thus who sat beside and heard and saw unmoved the trojan's pride once but in vain a champion of renown so tamely can you bear the ravished crown a prize in triumph borne before your sight and shun for fear the danger of the fight where is our eryx now the boasted name the god who taught your thundering arm the game where now your baffled honor where the spoil that filled your house and fame that filled our isle entellus thus my soul is still the same unmoved with fear and moved with martial fame but my chill blood is curdled in my veins and scarce the shadow of a man remains oh could i turn to that fair prime again that prime of which this boaster is so vain the brave who this decrepit age defies should feel my force without the promised prize he said and rising at the word he threw two ponderous gauntlets down in open view gauntlets which eryx wont in fight to wield and sheathe his hands with in the listed field with fear and wonder seized the crowd beholds the gloves of death with seven distinguished folds of tough bull hides the space within is spread with iron or with loads of heavy lead dares himself was daunted at the sight renounced his challenge and refused to fight astonished at their weight the hero stands and poised the ponderous engines in his hands what had your wonder said entellus ben had you the gauntlets of alcides seen or viewed the stern debate on this unhappy green these which i bear your brother eryx bore still marked with battered brains and mingled gore with these he long sustained the herculean arm and these i wielded while my blood was warm this languished frame while better spirits fed ere age unstrung my nerves or time o'ersnowed my head 
But if the challenger these arms refuse, And cannot wield their weight or dare not use, If great Aeneas and Acestes join in his request, These gauntlets I resign. Let us with equal arms perform the fight, And let him leave to fear, since I resign my right. End of section 9